famous, The Case of the Thieves and Brigands, Part 10, Sleep is Overrated, is based on the great taxicab robbery by James H. Collins. I must have fallen asleep because the pounding on my door jerked me awake to a world of pain. I knew someone was at my front door for the second time today, but the pounding in my head was keeping pace. I couldn't ignore it. I pulled on some gray sweats and staggered toward the door. Hold on, hold on. I opened the door. The guy on the other side looked me up and down and raised an eyebrow, but he didn't say anything. He was big with a thick neck and his shoulder muscles weren't quite hidden by the suit he wore and neither was the gun in the shoulder holster. I'm guessing that the suit was made for him. A guy that size doesn't walk into Macy's and pull something off the rack. His blonde hair was pulled back in a tight ponytail. He was clean-shaven. He'd been smiling when I opened the door. He looked at me, and the smile disappeared. You like what you're looking at? I could feel the closed cut on my mouth stretch a bit. The guy just looked at me. I dabbed at the blood I imagined leaking from the open cut. What do you want? I'm sorry for disturbing you, Mr. James. My name is Ed, and I work for Flobama Security. You might want to put on some clothes. Why the hell would I want to do that? Because my boss wants to talk to you. He has requested your presence at the office. I'm here to give you a ride. Right. He was just here to offer me a ride. To his boss. At two o'clock in the morning. Like that was something that just casually happened to everyone every day. I didn't stand a chance against the guy blocking my door, but I could start yelling and wake up Mrs. Matheson. She'd be on the phone to the cops in an instant. And your boss is who? He seems to know my name, but I don't know his. Why would I agree to go with you? Ed looked pointedly at my bruised ribs. He pursed his lips and flexed his hand. You're beat up pretty badly already. You can make this easy, or you can make it difficult. It's up to you. Doesn't matter to me which way it goes. I would hate to beat up a guy that's already pretty beat up, and my boss wants to talk to you. So I don't think it's a good idea. You don't look strong enough to fight back. I could make it really embarrassing and carry you to the car. Honestly, it looks like somebody used a meat tenderizer on you already. I really hope you don't make this hard. I would hate to beat up someone who couldn't fight back. Look, buddy, I'm past the point of caring right now. My head is pounding and I hurt everywhere. If you're going to pound on me some more, get to it. Either you'll kill me or I can get back to bed. Hopefully I'll have a concussion and die in my sleep. Ed stood in front of me, relaxed his shoulders, and looked back at the black SUV parked in the driveway. The license plate wasn't visible from where I was standing. Ugh. Like I said, I'm not here to beat you up, but my boss wants you back at the office so he can talk to you. I've been where you are before. Just come with me, have the chat, and I'll bring you back here to try to rest. Okay? He seemed like a nice young man. So I stepped aside and let him in. In the condition I was in, he could have taken me easy. I flexed my hand. There's no way I could manage holding a gun at this point. (laughs) Hell, I couldn't even open a beer. Give me a minute to get dressed. Help yourself to some coffee. The building housing the security firm was not what I expected. 
The car was expensive, so was the soup for it. I was expecting to travel to an overpriced piece of real estate that was all glass and chrome with an artsy logo out front. We pulled up behind a car repair joint with a big-ass sign over the garage doors that said, Fernando's Automotive Repairs. Didn't look professional at all from the outside, and only a small plastic plaque by the back door to the garage said, Floribama Security. I almost missed it because of the trash bins. They don't get points for the name. We walked through the garage past racks of tires to a ratty cargo elevator with mesh sides. Ed pushed in a code, and the elevator began to rise. When the doors opened, I could tell we weren't in Kansas anymore. The place was pristine. We'd just left the overpowering smell of tires and motor oil to a place that was almost devoid of scent. There were wall-to-wall monitors, no two of them showing the same video feed. Even at this hour, there appeared to be a full staff of people working. This way, Mr. James. I followed Ed to an office. For the boss's office, it was much smaller than I expected, and no big-picture windows. In fact, there were no windows at all. The boss was everything I expected for a high-end security firm, especially one I'd never heard of before. The man sitting behind the desk wasn't physically intimidating like Ed was. His hair was dark and cropped short. His skin was the rich tones of mahogany and eyes the color of thunderclouds that didn't miss a thing. He stood in an unhurried, lithe movement. He could handle himself. Unlike Ed, he was dressed casually in a polo shirt and slacks. My eyes lingered on the company logo embroidered on the shirt. He smiled faintly as he watched me. When he spoke, there was a faint New England accent that carried the tones of Ivy League schools. Mr. James, thank you for coming down on such short notice. You look like you've been a busy man today. I was going to offer you a drink, but it looks like you may need a painkiller more. (laughs) Thanks. I'm good. But I wanted some sleep. Looking at you, I would say being woke up every couple of hours is a good thing. Concussions are nasty. Well, I think we can get you back to your bed pretty quickly. I just want one thing. I'm listening. I believe you had been hired by Alden Casas? Uh, Do you talk about your clients? (laughs) No, no, we don't. We hired Casas because I wanted someone not attached to this firm. We had noticed some small abnormalities, a blip that we probably wouldn't have paid much attention to at the time. But it wasn't just one blip. We surmised it had to be coming from the inside. So we hired Cassus. He hired you. What's your point? Cassus is pretty good, but he's not a field man. He could only get us so far. He was smart enough to hire you. Cassus found that whoever it was that hacked in was looking for very specific information. They weren't sophisticated enough to actually break through our firewalls. They were able to see some superficial, non-critical information. Turns out that was enough. We needed to find out where they were getting in. If it was an inside job, then I really needed to find out what was going on and get the leak plugged. We were focused on the wrong thing. Something low-level at a security firm. Everything here had to be behind a robust firewall. What was going on here? The pings against our firewall were just a red herring. A distraction that worked. Boss rubbed his eyes. I noticed how tired he looked. They were after something else. I guess I should be grateful because they identified a weakness. I'm not. I want my property back. Property? They took something physical from you? In a manner of speaking. They took some data on the thumb drive. Fortunately, 
it was heavily encrypted. Because they haven't acted on it, I guess they haven't broken through that. We've taken steps to mitigate any damage, but uh, I still want it back, and I want to know how they did it. I think telling you how they did it is more Cassis's forte than mine. All you need to do is to find my property before they bust the cipher. He tossed a thumb drive to me with the company's lame logo on it. Cassis isn't good at field work. Looking at you, I'm thinking that you are. You're getting close to something that's got someone's attention. I want you to stay on this case and get back that data. I'll pay you a lot better than your going rate as well. Uh, just what kind of data are you looking for? Must be important. Have you identified a mole? What the data is and its importance has no bearing on what you need to do. You just get the data. In the course of finding the data, we will find out who the brigands are. I haven't taken your job. He reached into his desk drawer, pulled out a wad of cash, and dropped it on the desk in front of me. Then he pulled out a couple of pieces of paper and dropped them on the desk in front of me. The top is a confidentiality agreement. The second is a simple contract for consulting services. You can count the money if you want. We will also pick up the hospital bill for Mr. Bailey. He was there as an operative for you, wasn't he? I glanced up at Boss. He knew a great deal about my investigation so far. The state would probably be picking up the bill for wings, but it was nice that the Boss offered. I flipped through the cash. Looked to be about $5,000 there. I read the confidentiality agreement and then the contract. He already had my name filled in. Pretty confident I'm going to do this job for you, aren't you? I'm pretty confident that you are already on the track of what I'm trying to get back. I'm pretty confident that the guys who beat Mr. Bailey and you are behind it. I just can't link them to it yet. I will. I need someone who isn't part of Floribama to be able to get close enough to get the data. That appears to already be you. I looked at the stack of cash. Wings was beaten by the same guy I was. Guy was a small-time boxer who worked for a roofing company. I looked down at the thumb drive. Now I knew where I'd seen that logo before. The logo was the same that Mr. Pierce had on his polo jack. Pierce works for you, doesn't he? <laughs> Very good, Mr. James. Now let me guess. He was taking the data on a thumb drive to some place. He was your courier. Yes, I see you have decided to take the case. You are already working on it. I pulled the agreements over and signed them. Then I picked up the cash. Ed, take Mr. James home. I followed Ed down the elevator and through the garage. The clock in the garage said it was four in the morning. The cash in my hand said that it didn't matter. Thank you for listening to Seamus. If you liked this episode of Seamus, please leave a review and tell your friends. This has been Seamus, The Case of the Thieves and Brigands, Part 10. Sleep is overrated and is based on the book The Great Taxi Cab Robbery by James H. Collins. Hunter James was played by Sheldon Bird. Ed Hocking, Florbama security employee, was played by David Doyon. Quinton Becker, owner of Florbama security, was played by Matthew Greff. I'm Leslie Woodruff. This episode of Seamus was written by Raven Wisdom and directed by Gene Phillips. Seamus is a New Meadows Media production. 
All rights reserved.